Welcome to the first podcast from the Diocese of Jefferson City. My name is Jacob Leakey. I'm the Director of Communications here at the Diocese, and thank you for joining us. We plan to publish these podcasts once a month, and we hope to cover many interesting topics that are happening across our diocese. But today, for our first episode, I wanted to talk about something that is of interest to many Catholics here in our region, and that's the topic of hunting. To talk more about this, I wanted to welcome our bishop, Sean McKnight. Bishop, thank you for joining us today. Jacob, thank you. Now, Bishop McKnight, like many Catholics in our diocese, you grew up fishing. And later, I know you took up hunting as a young priest. Now, everyone has different reasons why they may like to hunt or fish, but what is it about these activities that call to you? My memories of hunting as a boy uh, take me back to a time of when Dad would love to go out into the mountains and to go to lakes and to rivers and streams. And for me personally, it uh, was just being with Dad and learning about what Dad likes to do and wanting to do it myself. Uh, and just savoring that time and having some very good memories that I will take with me forever. I, I distinctly remember Dad taking me up a logging road in the Cascade Mountains in Washington on May 18th, uh, 1980, which was the day that Mount St. Helens erupted. And thankfully, we were out of harm's way, but uh, I could tell he was very nervous when we heard the eruption occur with our own ears and raced down the mountain with the emergency broadcast system going off, uh, calling everybody to go down. So I just have a lot of happy memories as a boy doing things like that with dad. So as I grew older, uh, the times to get away, primarily fishing, uh, was just that, just to get away uh, from the stresses of of the day, whether I was a student in college or um, later in life. Uh, and then that's how it is for me right now. I don't get to do as much of that. I need to probably do more. And my guess is the more fishing and hunting I would do, probably the, the better everybody would be here in the Chancery. Uh, because there's something very refreshing about it, of, of getting away for a little bit, making um, a connection again with nature, uh, experiencing it, the beauty of nature. And I think it also helps with our relationship with God. Absolutely. And... You know, everyone here in our diocese, we certainly, I think, recognize the blessing that we have here and the opportunities to, you know, do these activities of fishing and hunting or hiking or, you know, canoeing, just many different opportunities like that. Now, most hunters in our diocese, I imagine, are mostly focused on deer season right now, as firearm season is about to begin this weekend. But what have your hunting experiences been like? Well, I'm the type, if anybody knows me personally, I don't do very well sitting still. And so even when I fish, I love to fly fish. When it comes to uh, firearms, I, I prefer to walk fields rather than to sit tight and be quiet. Uh, so I don't deer hunt or, or duck hunt or things of that nature. I, I need to be moving. So, uh, but I first started hunting actually as my first time as pastor in a little German parish west of Wichita. I had just finished my, um, my term in Rome where I earned my doctorate. And um, there was a turkey shoot being planned for the uh, parish's Oktoberfest. And one of the uh, parishioners sort of took me under his wing and, and said, come on, you know, the pastor always, always participates in the turkey shoot, so we got to get you ready. 
And uh, because of that, and an uncle who uh, heard this story and uh, ended up purchasing me my first shotgun, a 12-gauge Beretta, a beautiful gun, uh, it went from shooting trap and targets to actually quail hunting. And uh, it's a very difficult game to find. And then once you find them, uh, they can be very difficult to, to shoot because... Uh, you never know which direction they're going to fly or where they're going to come up. Uh, quail are very good at, at sitting tight, and sometimes you walk right over them. And uh, so that that dynamic also of working with a dog. Quail hunters require pretty much a dog. Um, I just loved working with the hunting dogs and having a rhythm um, that develops with them. So that's how I started uh, quail hunting and also pheasant hunting. I, I, I love doing that as well. Um, and as a pastor, I was able to do that. Uh, I never really had to set a schedule or an appointment to go hunting. It's if my day off were, occurred and the weather was good and I could call somebody and say, let's take your dogs and go today if you have time. And learning as a bishop, my life doesn't work that way anymore, so it pretty much has to be scheduled six months in advance. So that may be one of the reasons why I'm having a harder time uh, getting out in the field again. Have you had a chance to to do any of this kind of uh, hunting here in our diocese since I, you've become bishop? I um, Yes, I got to do a hunt uh, up near Moberly uh, at a game preserve. And I believe it was an auction item for the the school or the parish. I can't remember and I offered a hunt with the bishop, and I had a great time doing that. And uh, again, that's something I need to do more of. Now, here in our diocese, we often speak of the concept of stewardship, you know, which applies to you know, everything we do in our lives, whether it's you know, how we support our parishes, you know, how we uh, serve in our, our jobs, our professions, our vocations, or in this case, you know, how stewardship can possibly apply to hunting. Bishop, what are your thoughts on how stewardship over nature, you know, how that applies to the concept of hunting? Well, number one, what I know and what I've experienced uh, with hunting with other hunters, good hunters are good environmentalists. And the reason why I say that is it's for selfish reasons. When you are a hunter, you want the game to be out there. And so you're concerned about policies, practices, um, and regulations, state regulations, uh, that help ensure a, a good hunting experience. So um, I have found that, of course, there are bad apples with any group of people, uh, but by and large, most hunters are, are very good and respectful of nature. And I think, to, again, to be a good hunter, you have to have that quality about you. So our Catholic faith, our Catholic social teachings speak to us about the importance of cultivating a stewardship of the environment. And for us, that comes from the book of Genesis, that even though we have authority over creation that God has shared with us, because we are made in the image and likeness of God, we can participate in God's act of creation. So that's what it means to be a steward, is recognizing everything comes from God, but God has invited us to share in his dominion over all of creation, and we're to use our abilities Uh, in terms of the care of creation. So I think um, stewardship uh, should speak to us in terms of having a right understanding of where things come from, God, having a sense of gratitude for the blessings that God bestows upon us, 
and therefore not having a sense of entitlement in our relationship with God uh, and being responsible uh, for what is given to us. So having dominion isn't permission from God to be uh, abusive of creation or just to do with it as we wish without any concern of consequences. No, we have just the opposite. We're there to cultivate it like a good farmer. To me, it can be a very spiritual experience. And I do, I recognize some people talk about they don't need to go to church. They've got the cathedral of the, of the beautiful skies and the mountains and all of that. And there's a truth to that, that yes, you can see something of God in his work of creation. Uh, but I think that's a very poor excuse and not to come to church because if you see God in creation, how much more can we experience God in other people? And that's what the church is. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, your your thoughts about, you know, stewardship in, of nature and, you know, how we take care of our environment. I think the many hunters that, that I've met across our diocese are certainly great examples of, of how to do that the right way. Um, you know, one thing that I think is kind of interesting to talk about a bit is that, you know, each bishop has a coat of arms. And these are all very unique to that specific bishop. Now, but Bishop Ignite, your coat of arms, I think, stands out a bit from them all. Um, and that the entire right half of your coat of arms is occupied by a large golden quail. And, you know, I wonder, you know, did your background as a hunter, you know, lead you to include that in this image? And, you know, what does that really mean to you as a bishop? Yeah, absolutely. When I was uh, speaking with the heraldrist that developed my coat of arms, which is the right side, as a diocesan bishop, uh, your personal coat of arms is melded with the coat of arms of the diocese. You're a one basically, is what's presented in that um, image. And so the right half, uh, when we're looking at the, the shield, the right half is my personal coat of arms, which, which is just the, a quail on a red background. And um, the reasons for that, I picked something very personal to me. I love to hunt. But, but it's an image that speaks to us of God's abundance and his blessings. Uh, quail are one of the Old Testament prefiguration symbols of the Eucharist. Uh, we know that when the Israelites were in the desert, God provided a manna for them in the morning and quail in the evening. Uh, so my motto being, let us give thanks to the Lord, that sense of gratitude, which is an element of, this, of the spirituality of stewardship, is what I wanted to, to sort of promote. And so that's why I've chosen something very simple. A lot of bishops have a somewhat complicated uh, personal coats of arms, but I wanted something easy to reproduce. And so, and when I settled on the quail, I figured, well, that's good enough for me. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's something that when you hear that story, it's easy to understand, um, you know, the importance of it to you. And also, you know, uh, for us as a diocese, I think it, it's something we can relate to uh, very easily. Uh, you know, Bishop, I think as we conclude this first uh, podcast, uh, I thank you for your time. Uh, could you maybe lead us in a prayer for our hunters today? Yeah, and I would just point out to the hunters that we do have at least two saints that are recognized patrons for hunters, uh, St. Eustatius and St. Hubertus. St. Eustatius, I think, was the earlier one, coming from like the second century, he was a martyr, and St. Hubertus later uh, from Europe uh, in the Middle Ages. So how about I offer a prayer of blessing for all hunters out there who are listening? In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. By the intercession of Saints Eustatius and Hubertus, patron saints of hunters, may you always honor God the Creator, who set mankind in dominion over all the animals. 
May the Lord God make you an honorable hunter who respects fellow hunters, the animals, and all creation. May he keep safe you and all who share the field or the forest. And may he make all hunters proud of their kill, generous with their meat, and thankful in all circumstances. And may God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you very much, Bishop McKnight, for joining us. I'd like to thank all of our listeners who tuned in for this very first episode of the podcast from the Diocese of Jefferson City. I hope you'll continue to listen to these podcasts as we produce them each month. You're welcome to subscribe via any service that hosts podcasts, but we'll also be sending them out via email, so watch for that. Once again, thank you for listening.